Welcome to Nuanced Beauty. This podcast is intended to be a spot where my husband Bill and I will capture some complex thoughts and challenge us to hold to our opinions loosely so that we can see the beauty in others and the beauty in ourselves. I want to challenge us to dive deeper into those everyday topics and those sticky topics that we might shy away from or we might bulldoze over others with our opinions. Because I think there's wisdom in this idea that if we all thought exactly the same, there would be no need for anyone else. So let's have a conversation and let's get nuanced. Hi guys, welcome back to Nuance Beauty. Um, This week I am bringing to you another interview with a friend of mine and he was a a colleague from work, uh, Dakota. And we thought we would chat about running because um, I think I came across some post on Instagram maybe um, that you had shared about your running efforts. And I thought that that would be cool to have a conversation about the races and such and why you enjoy running because not everybody does. So Dakota, welcome to uh, Nuance Beauty. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Let's just get right into it. Um, have you always been interested in running or what sparked the interest for you? I Not at all. I didn't like running at all when I was younger. I wasn't very athletic at oh, all, I feel to be that. honest. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I ran a little bit in the Navy when I was younger to try and stay in shape. Uh-huh. And then, uh, you know, I stayed just in shape enough to be within regulations pretty much. Oh, and you're, then, you're speaking uh, to me. I, I feel you there a hundred percent. Yeah. I've always been, honestly, like I've always been kind of chubby. I've just never been conventionally in shape. I got out of the Navy, and then without realizing it, I really blew up. Uh, I drank, I gained, got up to like 260 pounds. And yeah, when COVID started, that's kind of when it kind of started for me was not that I was super scared of COVID exactly, but it just made me realize how important your health is. And uh, that's when I realized that I just it was kind of embarrassing, you know, going up steps, breathing heavy, and uh, I started listening to some Joe Rogan podcasts, David Goggins things. Uh And it really just kind of, I just started running and not really thinking it was going to, I was just trying to get in shape. Did they kind of lead you toward running like a particular conversation or was it just like the idea in the back of your head that like running is like the most intense intensity, like bang for your buck for cardio conditioning? Not at all. So I actually, the first thing I got into was Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Okay. And I started that from listening to the podcast. And then I realized I was just obese, like breathing hard. It was embarrassing. Just couldn't do much. Mm-hmm. So I started running to lose weight to be better at jiu-jitsu. No ideas of running races at all, actually, in the beginning. Yeah, and then I, you know, I started running and I was like, well... After listening to these, I started listening to some ultra runners and marathoners, and I was like, well, you know, I'm not athletic. I still aren't. I mean, I run a lot, but being athletic and running are two very different things. So I uh, I started doing some races, some half marathons, and then said, hey, you know, I'll try and do a marathon, which 
Uh, I did my first marathon on Woodby Island, right where I live, which is probably oh, one of the harder an... first marathons. I was, it probably is a very scenic course, but I, I imagine the elevation changes. It was a bit yeah, rough. It was about, yeah, it's about twenty five hundred feet of elevation for the okay. marathon, but it was beautiful, and it got me, it got me really hooked hard. What was kind of like the timeline progression? Like, did you do your like first half like in twenty twenty one or? Yes, so I did my first marathon actually last year, April twenty twenty two. Okay. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was working, I was running for about maybe six months to a year before I decided to try and do a marathon. But really, uh, I only did one half marathon before I did my full, and that was honestly two months before. Oh. So there wasn't a lot of uh, like lead up of small races. Okay. Because I don't really, I, I don't like doing short races. I kind of like if I'm going to do something, I want it to be really hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, you know, one thing that made me really like running was uh, because I'm not naturally athletic. You know, I've always loved sports, but I've just never really good. But I was, I've always been really good at working hard. It's a weird thing to be good at maybe, but. So maybe your mentality. I'm a hard person to yeah, mentality. Like I'm hard. It's I'm a hard person to make quit. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my whole thing. I mean, even in the Navy, uh, I was a submariner, which in getting my dolphins was extremely hard. And now it's kind of the same thing. Like mm-hmm. just refuse to quit. And I feel like that's where you kind of, especially in running, you kind of gain the edge on people because a lot of people aren't willing to go that dark. If that uh-huh. makes sense. Uh-huh. Like it really hurts after a while and a lot of people will quit. And if you're willing if you can go farther than them, you've you've beat most people, to be completely honest. Yeah, that kind of like you saying that, it uh, kind of reminds me of how um Bill and I we have shared in probably like why do we have kids episode about with parenting. Um, we feel like as parents that we have the opportunity or, you know, maybe the consequence of experiencing higher highs and lower lows. Um, and I kind of imagine that the physical endurance and the training and just like the the effort it takes to keep going and running and for a long time, um, it you are you're getting into those high highs, you're getting into those low lows, and you have to put a lot of effort into it. Can you maybe recall any moments where you've experienced um like from these races or just in training? Can you think back to a moment where you were like, oh, this is a super high or this is a super low for you? Yeah, I feel like uh I mean, in general, anytime I go for a run, it's kind of a, it's a great high, kind of like that runner's high. I truly think it's a real thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it just makes me feel better. But I will say, like, the biggest high was probably finishing my first marathon. That was an amazing feeling, even though my whole body felt like I had been through a meat grinder. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it yeah. It was an amazing high, just knowing that I'd... I'd finished it, you know, and, and I was not that fast. Uh, a lot of people are much faster uh-huh. and they always will be more than me. But it that was an amazing high. And I will feel I feel the biggest low, the lowest low I've ever had was had the drop out of my first ultra marathon. That was really tough. 
I won't. I'll admit, I even cried on that when I was in the trails, realizing I had to quit on that one. Oh man! Mainly because I just I couldn't make the I couldn't make the cutoff. There's uh oh, so do they a lot they of, like on ultra timing. marathons? Yeah, they have timing. So like they have stations every seven miles. Uh, you know, and it makes sense. They can't have you out there all night. For an ultra marathon, what's what's the distance we're talking about here for people who don't know what those are? Anything over 26.2 miles. So okay. anything longer than a standard marathon is an ultra marathon. And that goes from there. It, it gets pretty wild. Uh, so the shortest ultra marathon is generally a 50K, which is around 32 to 33 miles, I believe. Okay. And uh, most of them are trails. That's the where the big difference comes in for ultra running is it, it's a almost like a different sport. Trail running is completely different than road running. Okay. Much more tiring. It gets crazy though. I mean, and that's why, like, for me, a big reason why I, I'm good with goals is ultra marathons. It goes from where you think 32, 33 miles really long to 240 mile races. Do you have a an idea like how long does it take? Like, what's the or average or like a high or low time for like doing 240 miles? Like uh, for some people, there's, I mean, there's some amazing athletes out there. Uh, some people can do it in two days, a 200 mile race. And then more normal is probably four to five days. And do you sleep? Uh, maybe like an hour. Oh my god! Maybe an hour every day, if that. Oh my god! So it's gosh. pretty, it, that's the cool thing about it. It really pushes your body to extremes. And I think that's what I like about it. It's like, I'm doing these, I have a couple 50Ks planned uh this year and next year mainly it's just building blocks because what i really want to do are these very long races but okay. you can't just go from a marathon to a 100 mile race because uh -huh. your body will just everything will break yeah you have to slowly like if you went out i saw you and your husband have been running which i think is super cool anytime yes. somebody runs i get super excited Thanks. Yeah, we uh, we just. And, uh, uh, but you guys couldn't just start out with a half marathon, right? You couldn't just go out right. today. Maybe you could. I don't know what your conditioning's at, but oh, if you no. just if you've been <laughs> running a mile and decide I'm going to run 13 miles, you're gonna either you're gonna hurt for a very long time or you're gonna actually injure yourself. Right. Yeah. I, um. Yeah. For for uh us. So in July we just did a mile a day. Um, that was the goal. And we just, we missed a couple days, but some days we ran more than a mile. And so it averaged out to like hitting the 31 miles for July. But, um, besides this most recent season of running, um, back in 2014, 2015, um, I committed to like three or four months. It was about three months of running. And I was doing like three to five miles a day, at least five days a week. And in addition to that, I was doing some CrossFit and yoga. So I had a lot of two a days and I maybe had one rest day a week, uh, because I was trying to hit the weight loss I needed to stay in the Navy. <laughs> so that's where I feel you. Yeah. Um, but at that time, um, I went into that with the goal of weight loss and, uh, passing the, the BCA, um, the body comp, for um your 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 fat measurement basically like your percentage fat because yeah. I passed the uh the height weight standard and so I hit that but at the same time I basically was like huh you know what I should just go ahead and sign up for a half marathon 
uh, because I'm running so much. So I did one in like Lake Sammamish or something and it was a relatively flat, but, um, yeah, it took time to build. I mean, I started doing three to five so I could run a three mile at the time, but yes, it's, you can't just like dive into an ultra or a half. If you barely run it, it takes time. I get that. Yeah, it's, I don't know, what made you stop running, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, probably, uh, well, I made the, the, the you know, fitness goals, so then I, I went back into mostly doing CrossFit and yoga, and then work got kind of crazy, and then I actually, um, I shipped out, I went to sea, and I, I got back to, I, I was sailing instead of working ashore, so it just kind of happened. And then I had my kiddo. So I don't know, all these life things, it 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 kind of went on the back burner and wasn't a priority anymore. And I get it. I mean, your goal was to pass the, you know, the fitness test, which it makes total sense. I mean, for me, what keeps me running, it's not like working out. It's I have a goal. I set, I register up for sign up for a race and then that's my goal. Mm-hmm. So I'm, that's kind of how I operate is like a goal-based thing. So uh, like I was saying, one of my lowest lows, too. my other lowest low. Yeah. I mean, I think it is. I mean, you, you got to set small goals. I mean, a... I feel like this is very simple. You know, it's like they teach you in school, but it's it's very uh, – there's a lot of truth in that. You know, like you, you can't need just set a, you a need large a, goal and be like – A milestone. Like, whether it be like in school, you got to take a test. Yeah. Like in life, like signing up for a race. That that makes sense. Yeah, it works for me. And, you know, I actually – a really big low was uh, this January. I broke my fibula while I was trail running. And oh. that was a big low too, because I thought I I was potentially thought maybe I didn't know at first. You know, I rolled my ankle really hard. Okay. About half a mile into the woods, at it was kind of like dark out. It wasn't very smart to be completely honest. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I rolled it really hard and I tried to just run it off, which was not happening. And uh, so at first I thought I was freaking out, thinking I had torn ligaments, which would be really bad. Uh, and even then I broke, like breaking the bone was, was, uh, devastating to me just because I had a marathon three months from that and realized I couldn't okay. run that marathon. And even for me, that was just devastating, but, uh, it's a lot of life lessons, you know? And, uh, I don't know. I just, I love running because like, we're actually having a child in less than a month. Oh, and, uh, congrats. Your first kid. I mean, congrats on expecting. Yeah, like, oh, you're exciting. in the, you're in the final push. <laughs> oh yeah it's getting so close it's it's pretty wild a big part of like these crazy long races is, is i know they're crazy to most people it's insane i mean even a marathon to a lot of people is insane and i think i you know i was talking to my grandpa a couple of years ago and this, this is probably a part that got me into this running and all these crazy races was having talks with him about things he had done in his younger years that he didn't really talk about. He didn't really brag about just wild things like okay. hiking Mount Everest in his twenties, just doing all these insane things that most people would never imagine doing. And okay. it kind of made me kind of realize that when I'm older, I kind of want to have these things because you only live one life. And if yeah. you're not doing, there's a lot of, I mean, I feel like, especially if you're just doing your normal life, even having kids, which is amazing, but 
and doing your job and then you know you could be 70 years old real quick and I think like that will uh like having that mindset I think that will pay off going into into parenthood because that's where you just have this new time commitment so the you, you have to choose what you're going to prioritize and um like I'm thinking just to me running a mile a day in July right um, getting up slightly earlier than normal to get a run in, um, like each of us would go at a separate time while the boys were still sleeping. And um, part of the motivation there is related to uh, like fitness and where we are physically at at this time. And like, we would like to have more stamina, um, especially taking care of boys, just being able to be rowdy with them and being able to just like be there for them that like that is a, a great motivator to keep that like higher in priority because yeah I would say uh first go around getting into a good running habit it was so set on that one goal that yeah once I hit it I was like oh I'm good I'm moving on and then the other uh physical activities that I did kind of took precedent and then we got into parenthood and it, it just wasn't on my radar and now it's kind of like bouncing back into my radar especially because Florida is so flat so flat <laughs> like there is no elevation and that humidity made. the humidity sucks yeah, yeah that part humidity. sucks <laughs> yeah yeah no July was like everybody we chatted with they're like July is not a good month to run <laughs> but you know, that's part of the goal. Get that sauna vibe, trying to get that weight loss going. <laughs> but um It's very true. You know, running is a great I don't know, I, I think it's a great workout. I mean and the thing is people will tell you like, you know, and this is where I, I kinda I call bullshit on some of it, <laughs> is people will say like uh, well I'm too old, I can't run. And mm -hmm. there's some amazing people I've done. I don't know how it was with your half marathon experience, but there's people that have been, I've done marathons with that have gone to Olympic trials. I mean, okay. there's people at these races that you, if your idea of is just like, what a runner if you don't is. win and then there's no point in being there, you probably, most people should never run a marathon. So I don't know. It just teaches you just, you know, not winning the thing is just beat yourself. Maybe that's the way I look at it. Because yeah, if I yourself, went about winning everyone, honestly, it just be depressing. Another component of what you're saying about like the people, I think when you've done these races, you've experienced the participants around you. And something that I've shared with like, I did an episode on yoga and I thought about trying to get somebody to chat about CrossFit because when you like picture the person who does yoga or you picture the person who does CrossFit, you're like picturing something that's kind of like, yes, it's possible to be that caricature and not like in an insulting way, but it's possible for your body to look that way. But a lot of people like in CrossFit and like specifically um, the coach's mom, who is old, older gal, you know, white, long hair and and does a deadlift barefoot. <laughs> And she is amazing. Like she is a force to be reckoned with. And um, in yoga, like I ran into folks who were not super petite or flexible. Like they they didn't match what you would envision. And so that totally um, resonates. And I bet like with running, you you meet people and they don't fit that stereotype. So for the person who has that excuse walking into it, like, oh, well, I don't look like a runner. I'm not a runner. Like what, what, like, what do you think a runner is and why do you think 
that's what a runner is because you can get past that. I think, I mean, people have a lot of things stuck in their head where they think, like, you go to the gym and they're like, I'm embarrassed to go to the gym because I'm overweight and everybody there is going to be in shape. And then you don't realize, you think they're going to think about you a certain way, but in reality, people are just excited that you're, not only you're trying to better yourself, they're just excited to see you there. I have never been to a race, gone on a run, met somebody that'd be like, oh, you're kind of chubby. Why are you doing this? I've uh-huh. never experienced that in the slightest. And I don't think, I think there's there's some jerks out there, obviously, but I've never met them. I think not in running, not in going to the gym, really. I think most people just like to see people getting after it. Every time I drive down the road and I'm not able to be on a run and I see somebody running, I kind of give them that like fist pump, like, you know, they're getting after it. And <laughs> Yeah, but my biggest, but my my biggest thing about running that I thought was cool though, is that so there's a race that I'd love to do someday. It's a it's called the Badwater 135. Did you say Badwater? 135 miles. Or Bathwater. Yeah, it's Badwater. Okay, B A D. The whole idea, yeah, it's to raise money for countries that you know don't have good water. Oh, okay. But the thing is, is it's all the way through Death Valley. So it's a 135 miles foot race through Death Valley. And then you finish at the top that, of Mount Whitney. Forgive me. Is that in Utah? Where is uh, it? No, it's in uh, California. I think it's, I think it's in California. Yeah. Okay. You, in the salt lands or. Yeah. It's it's like basically like the lowest point of the U.S. to one of the highest points of the U.S. Oh, 135 that's cool. miles through 130 degree temperatures. It's just it's an overall crazy race. Uh-huh. But the point is, is. People in their 60s will say, well, I can't run. My doctor says I shouldn't run or this or that. There's 75-year-olds and 90-year-olds running these 100-mile races. Yeah. So when people say that, I'm like, you know what? A lot of people, like, you know, I or I'd be like, hey, maybe you should talk to your doctor. Like, what are they doing? Because, uh-huh. you know, you might talk to a doctor talking about health while they're eating cheeseburgers and milkshakes. <laughs> yes. And it's like... No shade. I mean, it's one of those things. Shade. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, but it's fun, and and I do that too. But or you see a doctor that's telling you you shouldn't do this athletic activity, and they're overweight, and it's like you know that doesn't really. Like my thing, I've always said is you know I already kind of have a little bit of a bum knee just from genetics, Mm -hmm. but I I tell my wife like I already plan on probably having to get a knee replaced when I'm older, so I'm not gonna worry about running ruining my knees. When I know that if I'm not running, I mean, I could be obese and die of a heart attack. So right. would you rather have a knee replacement or have a heart attack? Right. That's like kind of the way I look at it. Yeah, that makes sense. Because like part of life is accepting the risks that you're willing to accept. And I think like the whole, uh, like on the doctor side of thing and like, <laughs> we're not doctors, FYI, anybody listening, there's our disclaimer. Um, I, I kind of view yeah. it as like, this is a person who I bring into my circle for their experience, their knowledge, their wisdom, their expertise, but I ultimately am responsible for my decisions. And so I'm going to like appreciate what you have to offer, but I'm also going to need to make decisions for myself because this is me. And like, you have to own that part you can't just sub that out to a doctor and there's like there's even some interesting um 
kind of slight tangent off topic. I was listening to a thing about uh, the yeah. placebo effect. And there's also like, they call it like mm -hmm. the no placebo effect, because we kind of think of the placebo effect as like um, a doctor does a medical trial, not a doctor, but there's a medical trial. Some people are given the actual pharmaceutical drug. Some people are given not. And like a third of people who are not given the actual prescription will will report having benefits and we call that the placebo but this doctor kind of took it a step further and talked about the negative part so like a person going in with a potential like diagnosis of cancer they're then told what these statistics are for them surviving and there's kind of some interesting studies about how people may die at the exact time or within the time frame that a doctor said because it's kind of they've taken that person's word to like the you know just really internalized it and they've kind of clung to that and it's just oh you you gotta own yourself <laughs> yeah there's a lot you know i think uh conventional medicine it's funny i'm not gonna go too far into this is really good but yeah a lot of that is you know you gotta be careful with a lot of that Mm -hmm. You know, that's one thing like I kind of like you embrace a little bit. If you talk too much to the like, like when I've gone, I honestly like my wife says, I know I don't go to the doctor enough, like most men probably. But, uh, you know, I don't like, you know, how a lot of there's a lot of pain medication. Yeah. Every time I've been to the doctors, it's kind of pushed. Yeah. Where I've tried to learn more natural things to deal with pain. Like for me, I have tonight I got to do after this. For me, for my running therapy, you know, to work like I have a little bit of runner's knee in my left knee. Okay. Right now, because I, I did two pretty good races within a three-week period, which is uh -huh. not normal for me. Okay. And so, I do ice baths. Yes. And that's wow. how I kind of work with inflammation. And I really, and I mean, even that's probably crazy for most people. Like right now, I've got sixty pounds of ice in my chest freezer. Uh -huh. waiting to yeah. put in my bathtub <laughs> with me and and it works pretty well i mean it's excruciating yeah and you have to learn how to deal with it but it's honestly it's done amazing i had achilles tendonitis last year uh -huh. that i was able to get rid of in a week and a half yeah from ice that's bath. great and yeah uh, I, I mean if, if honestly if i could afford it i mean i'm kind of like i always joke and tell my friends i'm a budget runner because you know i have a child coming I mean, I work for the government. I know you did. It's not the most, you're not making the most money it's with the government. It's not the most uh, glamorous, so, but it's I mean, stable. <laughs> exactly. Like I went to, when I did my last run, it was about four hours away from where I live. So I had to stay at a motel the night before. And honestly, I would not stay at a motel like that if I bought my wife with me. <laughs> but for me, <laughs> yeah. it's like, all right, let me find the cheapest place I can stay. In a perfect world, I'd have a, you know, an ice bath machine that stays cold all the time and a sauna. But for me, I have a plastic like horse trough in my backyard that I just fill up with ice. Oh, great. <laughs> but, That's cool. Yeah. Have a, um, like a, the houses are a lot bigger in our area compared to being in Seattle proper where we were at. Um, we have a like jacuzzi, oh, jacuzzi tub in the master. Um, and it, it, the thing is it only, it's maybe like 12 inch depth or maybe 14 inch. Like it's not, that deep um but we we we've considered it's like a normal doing... bathtub yeah like but the like depth the is no good so 
I just don't think it's deep enough. Like we could totally, I could submerge like mostly, but not like, I don't know, but we've considered doing an ice bath in there. But if like the husband had it his way, he would want to build one of those outside, like, you know, taller ones, uh, but it's so hot here too. It's like, I don't even know if you could like maintain that. I'm sure you could, but um, yeah, ice so baths are awesome. One thing I've talked about doing, because I mean, on when I say budget runner, I'm not trying to spend a lot but you can there are diy videos where you can get like a 300 chest freezer okay. supposedly and insulate it keep it filled with water and it'll oh. actually work as a i'd be a little bit nervous to try that i mean like I'd yeah and you just and keep the lid closed so it kind of uh-huh yeah and it just keeps it cold i mean the real ones are like as much as a hot tub but super bougie you know, it's a, yeah yeah there's a lot of cool yeah, and it's easier than being like that weirdo. Like today, on my way home, buying seven blocks of ice. And people are uh -huh. looking at me like, "What are you doing? You have a party tonight?" <laughs> a party for <laughs> <But> one. <laughs> really does work, and uh, and that's why I do it in the summer. I do it in my bathtub. Actually, we have an old, uh, pretty good sized tub because if I do it in outside, it just takes so much ice to get the water cold. Uh huh. Because the water's been heat up all day by the sun, but. Yeah, I don't know. There's just certain things. I uh, I think it's there's a lot of natural remedies that yeah. you can do without – I mean, I'm not, like, very hippy-dippy at all. I think we kind of have that in common a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm actually pretty crunchy I like, these like days. One thing... <laughs> the more and more I've explored, really? the more crunchy I am. Hey? Like, I'd be, like, using some magnesium spray, putting some Epsom, Epsom salt like for it. soaks, you know. Add some lavender for a little bit of inflammation. <laughs> it's all about that stuff. <laughs> Perfect. But I like, you know what I got into was uh, like mushroom pills for like immunity. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yes. Um, so I use a price called Fresh Cap. I, I, there, I, I'm not sponsored. I'm not that big, <laughs> but there's a product. It's a powder that has like ah. six different varieties. Um, but I, I do a scoop in my coffee every morning and it has the main and I don't know. I'd have to look at the back of it, but I, I, yeah, yeah love it. <laughs> kind of like, a, I think there's a brand called like mud water. Kinda. Yes. Yeah. No, that stuff is great. I mean, really, I would take a million vitamins if it wasn't like a cost expensive. thing. I mean, it gets uh -huh. kind of expensive and you're taking all these different things. So, I mean, I, my wife takes a bunch and I always tell her, I'm like, you can take them. You know, I'll just, <laughs> I'll take my buffered aspirin. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, you know, that's kind of how I am a little bit, but it's uh yeah there's a lot of good things out there for you and you gotta but i feel like yeah i don't know there's just certain ways i feel like there's ways to do running on the cheap uh -huh. the only thing that is very expensive i will say if you run get into distance running is you go through shoes a lot that oh is something i've learned especially if you decide to do road running because you have to change your shoes about every uh depending on how big you are like i'm trying to lose weight right now to be lighter Okay. Being heavy in an ultra runner doesn't exactly work uh, vibe together. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of weight. But uh so you know, you run through shoes. So you're running through shoes every about four hundred miles. Okay. So for me, maybe every three months I have to buy new shoes. Yeah, that's and the cool. shoes are like hundred and twenty bucks a pop. Right. So for some people, that's maybe not much. They have tons of shoes and all these. But for me, I've got like I'm kind of like the conventional guy. I have like Three pairs of boots, one pair of dress shoes, and like uh -huh. my running shoes. I don't really have a lot of shoes, 
So yeah. that's something I've kind of, I, there's tricks to like, you can be a budget runner is I learned this from like YouTube videos is as a male, you can buy uh large female running shoes. Okay. So it's a weird thing. So if you go one size underneath what, so if I'm a 10 and a half, I would get a nine and a half female shoes, which is kind of big. Cheaper? They're way cheaper because there's not that many women with a nine and a half size foot. Oh, yeah. So they're like you. 50% off. Uh-huh. Because so You might wear like pink running like... shoes, but who cares? <laughs> That's great. They'll spot you on the trail. Yep. It's perfect. <laughs> that'll that'll avoid more injuries it's... when it's slightly Exactly. <laughs> Tied on time. So uh, how about we wrap it up with, um, for like the person who's listening and uh, not the person who absolutely hates running and they're like, yeah, I'm that person who's like, I'm never going to run. But for the person who's like, either I've given it a try in the past and I quit or the person who's listening, they're like, you know what? I wonder if I could do a 5k or a 10k or a half or a whole marathon or even beyond that. Um, how would you encourage them or what's a practical suggestion that you, uh, you would make to get them started? Honestly, I would say start walking. Okay. I would say sign up for a 5k a couple months, depending on what you want to do. But if you want to do a race, you want to, I would say sign up for a 5k and then just start walking. And then and every day, maybe you run 10 more feet and you just, you keep adding that up because, I mean, everybody starts somewhere. Honestly, mm -hmm. when I started running, I couldn't run a mile. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you, you, everybody starts somewhere. So I think that's what I would do is, you know, just start walking, getting active, and then just adding maybe a jog the straights, maybe things like that. And, yeah, anybody can do it. I, trust me, I've been in a lot of races. I've seen all different types of body types. And anybody can run. And it's a very inclusive sport. So every time I see people running, I get excited. I'm like yeah. extremely giddy. My wife gets annoyed at me because I'm just like, I'll be driving down the road. You're about I'll to honk the horn and roll down the window. <laughs> oh, I definitely roll down the window. It's <laughs> definite. And I probably freak people out, you know. That's awesome. Um, but yeah. I think it's awesome. I mean, anybody who's trying to better, especially if somebody that looks like they're out of shape or they're breathing hard, yeah. I'm even more excited for them. Yeah, because they are. They're making effort, which like, you know, know that they're up. Against that is the biggest hard... thing. Is you just make the effort. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, thank you for um coming on the show today. I think that's I think that's a great a great piece of wisdom to chew on for anyone out there listening who wants to get out there and try and run. Go sign up for a 5K, get that milestone on your calendar and just start walking and then make your 5K happen and go from there. So um, Dakota, it's been wonderful chatting today. Uh, please send my well wishes to everyone back at work that we used to work together with. Yeah, definitely will. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me on. Uh, yeah, this was very cool. I listen to a lot of podcasts, so it's kind of uh, exciting to be a part of one. Uh, I love you guys' podcasts. It's very down to earth. So uh, I really, I also love that your husband's from Wisconsin. It's oh, very yeah. exciting because my wife is a Wisconsinite. So. Yeah, representing. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to today's interview. 
I'm sure you love hearing Bill and I chat about various topics, but truly in the heart of nuance, it is wonderful to bring on a guest and have a conversation. So I hope you enjoyed and until next time. Thank you.